Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 21st. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So here's a couple of questions for you. How do you perceive things to be? And do your perceptions matter? Cipher on that for just a moment. So happy Friday. I'm back in my regular office studio this week, so it shouldn't sound like I'm recording in a cave. But I will warn you the next week I'll be back over at the new place, so probably back in the cave. So anyway, perceptions. I've heard it said that perception is reality. And I think when it comes to the economy, that's at least somewhat true. Or maybe it would be better to say perception shapes reality. What is the economy anyway? It's the aggregate of human action. It's what we all do. We kind of quantify our activity with data. And of course, what we do is largely driven by our perceptions. So think about the gold market over the last year. The perception was initially that inflation was transitory. Then when it proved to be a bit more persistent than expected, the perception was that the Fed was going to sweep in and fix inflation with tighter monetary policy. Based on that perception, a lot of people sold gold every time we got hot inflation numbers. Now perception seems to be shifting a bit. Inflation clearly isn't transitory. People are waking up to the fact that they were operating under a misperception. And I think some people are starting to realize that the Fed's promise to raise rates to 1% over the next year isn't going to put a dent in 7% inflation. And again, that 7% is way understated. It's probably closer to 15% if we used an honest CPI measure. So In the last week, we've seen gold make a pretty solid rally. This morning when I started prepping for the show, uh, gold was still over $18.30 in an ounce, although uh, it was seeing some selling pressure today. But yesterday, I was reading all of these headlines about inflation worries, you know. We weren't really seeing that before. I've had inflation worries for months, but my perception was not in line with the mainstream perception. So, Perception is really important, which is why politicians spend so much time and energy trying to shape perception. A lot of what they say, of course, is BS, but people tend to be followers. They follow their guy. So when Biden steps up to the podium and says X, a lot of people out there will automatically embrace X because their guy, Biden, said X. I mean, Y could be sitting right in front of them, staring him in the face, but they'll believe X at least for a while. So Biden is really pumping the economy right now. He's trying to create the impression or the perception that he has turned things around. He's making a dumb guy argument, but there are a lot of dumb guys out there, so it works. I'll give you an example. This week I saw a Facebook post where Joe Biden claimed credit for an improving labor market. He well, as social media people, posted a really nice graphic comparing various jobs numbers today with the same data one year ago. It showed initial unemployment claims, the unemployment rate, and job creation numbers. Now, of course, all of those categories showed incredible year-on-year improvement. One year in, America is on the move again, the caption exclaimed. 
Now, if you take these numbers at face value, and you're a dumb guy, you would think Biden is an economic miracle worker. But of course, all data needs context. Remember, in January 2021, a year ago, the U.S. economy was just coming out of a year in which governments across the country shut down the entire economy. Businesses were forced to close. People were literally banned from going to work. Of course, there was massive unemployment that year. In fact, the government response to COVID caused the greatest job market loss ever. So over the past year, In 2021, the economy gradually opened back up. People were allowed to return to work. Places opened. Joe Biden didn't do anything to fix the job market. The improvement was inevitable once the economy opened up. When your baseline is deeply negative, any positive number looks pretty darn good. We could have put my one-year-old nephew in charge of the economy, and we would have seen this kind of improvement in the labor market. And the truth of the matter is the labor market isn't even fixed. If you look at the last data point on Biden's little chart, job creation numbers, we're still 3 million jobs short of the number that was lost during the pandemic. On top of that, the labor force participation rate has dropped precipitously. A lot of people have just given up on working. If you look at the December jobs data, you'll find that every job category but one is way behind the 12-month Uh, 12-month trend. I'll link an article in the show notes page that actually breaks down the December unemployment data. So Biden is taking credit for something that was inevitable. Imagine if I came on the podcast today and I told you that I made the sun come up this morning. I mean, look, the sun's up and I'm here. I did it. You'd think I was nuts, right? And you'd be right. But millions of people will look at this little Facebook chart and immediately conclude Biden is an economic miracle worker. Why? Because they're dumb guys or they're political hacks. I mean, a lot of this is political hackery. There's a lot of power in political personality. You'll see people railing about something some politician did, and then when their favorite politician does the exact same thing, it's suddenly a brilliant policy. So you get this weird cognitive dissonance when you get into politics. That's why I call it political hackery. But again, it's really all perception. They're trying to shape your perception of the world. They're trying to even change your perception. They're trying to change reality. You know, the Federal Reserve is a master of perception. This is why Jerome Powell stood in front of us month after month insisting inflation was transitory. Sometimes you'll hear people call Fed banter open mouth operations. You know, the Fed officials talk and the markets react. And you see this all the time. You know, Powell will get up and say, well, the Fed might do X. And then all of a sudden, you know, the stock market goes way up or it goes way down. That's because there's the perception that these people are the experts. They are above the political fray. They know what they're doing. And that shapes reality, at least for a time. But I think in the long run, economics always catches up, right? Perception can go so far, but economics wins in the long run. There are certain things, there are certain economic realities that can be shaped and molded to some degree by perception, but ultimately things will return to, uh, you know, return to the mean, as they say. Now, Powell can convince the markets that inflation is transitory for so long, 
But when you get enough hot CPI reads, when the data starts telling you otherwise month after month after month, the officials lose control of the narrative and perception will shift. Now, I think public perception might be even more important than the narratives these officials create, because as I mentioned, the economy is ultimately human action, right? You and I act based on how we perceive the world. We make decisions based on how we think things are or how we think things are going to be. So popular sentiment is very important to an economy. And what does the popular sentiment look like right now? Well, it looks like the average American consumer isn't buying the official good news economy narrative. Consumer sentiment plunged to the second lowest level in a decade in January, this according to the University of Michigan Survey of Consumers. The index of consumer sentiment dropped 2.5%, falling to 68.8. That was just above the 67.4 reading two months ago in November, which was the lowest level in 10 years. The consensus expectation for this last read was for a more modest drop to 70.0. So consumer sentiment is even worse than officials projected. The index of consumer expectations, so looking ahead, also plunged, falling from 68.3 in December to 65.9 in January. So uh, not a lot of optimism out there on the economy. Looking at the longer trend, consumer sentiment averaged 70.3 over the last six months. That compares with an average of 82.9 through the first six months of 2021. So people were more optimistic coming out of the pandemic those first six months of last year than they are today. Now, according to the University of Michigan report, COVID-19 concerns have contributed to the downward shift in consumer confidence, mainly the, the whole Omicron thing. But the real concern is high persistent inflation. Quote, three quarters of consumers in early January ranked inflation compared with unemployment as the more serious problem facing the nation. That tells me that the transitory inflation narrative is dead. Now, Powell and company are still trying to push it. I mean, they've abandoned the word. But I mentioned last week, I think, that Powell is still saying that he thinks these supply chain issues will resolve and inflation will begin to ebb. But your neighbor doesn't think so. Consumers expect inflation to persist. The survey's one-year inflation expectation rose from 4.8% to 4.9%. Its five-year inflation outlook ticked up to 3.1% from 2.9% in December. And I will remind you that, you know, looking ahead five years, consumers are basically saying that they expect inflation to continue to run hot above the 2% that the Fed tries to tell us is good for us. Now, the Fed needs inflation expectations to remain anchored because when people start expecting inflation, they change their behaviors. It appears the anchor has pulled loose. And why wouldn't it? I mean, Powell can blah, blah, blah all he wants, but you and I know prices are rising because we go to the store. We fill up our gas tanks. We see our bank accounts dipping. That's hard to hide, right? I mean, you can say transitory all day, but when you know you look at your bank balance at the end of the month and there's nothing left, you know that uh, you know there's a problem. 
The Michigan State University of Michigan survey also found that Americans are skeptical of the government's ability to address the economic problems. That's me every day. Confidence in government economic policies fell to its lowest level since 2014. So some people in the markets might still think the Fed can get a handle on inflation, but most average people aren't buying it. Americans also report that their finances aren't in very good shape as inflation bites into their purchasing power. 33% of respondents said they were worse off financially than a year earlier. That was just one point higher than the 32% shut down low in April 2020. Now, I'll stop and think about that. Wrap your head around that. There are a lot of people who think they were better off when the economy was completely shut down. Maybe that's because the government was showering them with money. Well, you know, now you're paying for that stimulus with the inflation tax. Now, we've heard this narrative, speaking of trying to shape perceptions, that we really don't need to worry about inflation because wages rise along with prices. And, you know, in the end, it's effectively a wash. In fact, I've seen several articles trying to convince me that inflation is good for me and it's really hurting the rich. And I'm supposed to hate rich people, so this is great. But American consumers don't seem to be buying this narrative either. Quote, nearly half of all consumers, 48%, anticipated that the inflation rate would outdistance income increases to produce real income declines. Just 17% anticipated real income gains in 2022. Now, the actual data reveals these fears are not unwarranted. Wages are not going up as fast as prices. Real wages, so your nominal wage increase minus the CPI, were down 2.4% in 2021. That means even if you got a raise, you most likely still lost purchasing power last year. And you've lost even more than the official numbers reveal. If you use an honest inflation measure, real wages were down somewhere in the neighborhood of 10%. So the perception of the average American is that the economy isn't quite as great as Biden and Powell and all of these mainstream pundits would have us believe. And this is significant because, as I've been saying, perception does in fact shape reality, at least to some degree. Consumer sentiment can impact future economic activity. If Americans are concerned about their finances, they will adjust their spending and their savings and their other economic decisions accordingly. This can slow down a struggling economy even further. So if people expect that the economy is bad or it's going to get worse, they're going to spend less and that will in fact create a bigger drag on the economy. It can actually make the economy worse as people perceive that the economy is getting worse. So last summer, economic commentator Wolf Richter actually warned that we could find ourselves in an inflationary spiral as price spikes cascade from product to product and service to service. This was back in June or July. He wrote, quote, The surge of inflation is becoming ingrained in the inflation expectations of company decision makers and consumers alike. They're adjusting to it, and in this matter, inflation becomes persistent. So the perception of inflation creates the reality of inflation. So this consumer sentiment data is bad news. If Americans start slowing their spending to cope with inflation, it's going to put a drag on the economy. I don't think 
inflation is going anywhere anytime soon. Just look at the price of oil. Oil hit a seven-year high this week at over $87 a barrel, and energy costs cascade all through the economy. So we have high inflation. High inflation is likely to continue into the coming year. If the economy slows, what do we get? Stagflation. So as I often say on the show, prepare accordingly. This is a great time to call a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist. You can just call 1-888-GOLD-160, or if you don't want to talk on the phone, you can shoot them an email to info at shiftgold.com. And, uh, you know, I've said before, these guys are fantastic. They know the economy. They understand these principles. They can look at your specific portfolio goals, your financial goals, and they can help you see how precious metals can fit into your investing strategy. So talk to one of these folks today. So that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And of course, you can keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, I can't imagine why you haven't. You can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at the uh, Apple Podcasts, on the Shift Gold YouTube channel, on Stitcher. You'll find links in the show notes page to these things. Um, I appreciate you listening to the show. If you want to contact me, feel free. mmahary at shiftgold.com. M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y. I would love to hear from you. So have a great weekend, and I will talk to you again next week.